What's up, everybody? Zachary Bales Henry here. Welcome back to White Wolf. So I was on a run this morning. I've been running a lot recently, and I'm finally getting up to a distance that is is long for me, and it takes a long time. So it gives me a lot of time to think about stuff. So I was out on my run this morning, and usually it takes me like an hour to an hour and 20 minutes to do the kind of running that I want to do. And so I I was thinking about this podcast and what I want it to be. And I think it's really important for me to clarify a couple of things. So all of us, I'm going to assume here, but I think I think I'm true in this assumption, all of us are more than just one thing, right? You know, we're more than just what we do. We're more than what our home life is. We are, most of us, very diverse people who have a lot of different interests and that's what makes us unique. So when I started this podcast yesterday, I realized that I may have misspoke just a little bit because I I really hammered home on the fact that this was going to be a business podcast, which I very much intend it to be more real estate related. But I think if you followed me on social media, I think you've realized at this point that I post a lot of different things. Uh, some of it's philosophical, some of it's just life lessons, and some of it's business. And I think that's always kind of been the person that I am. And I want this podcast to be a reflection of that, but I want it to be a more robust version of that and something that would provide me the opportunity to kind of go deeper into some of these interests that I have. So today I was thinking about what are some podcasts that I would really want to do? And immediately a book popped up in my head, which I had just finished recently. It was by David Goggins, Never Finished. And in this book, there's a lot of different chapters that cover various subject matters. But the one that kind of struck me the most, and I'm paraphrasing here because I don't have it in front of me, but essentially it, it is you know, starting where you're at. And what I mean by that is, you know, acknowledging whatever weaknesses you have and moving forward. And I thought that it would be kind of cool for me to share a story, my own personal story of a situation that had a pretty heavy impact on the person that I am today. So we're going to go way back in time here and we're going to talk about little baby Zach here. (laughs) So when I was young, I think it was about second grade, maybe third grade, I was diagnosed with dyslexia. And during this time, let me kind of set the stage here. During this time, dyslexia was known. It was a it was a distinct thing, but it was still in an era where people were still trying to figure out how to best understand it and teach for it. For instance, I grew up, in the late 80s and the early 90s into the 2000s. And hooked on phonics was a big thing back then. And I had my own my own frustrations with that because I think hooked on phonics was kind of pitched as this idea or this program that would cure everyone. But what I realized at this time was that I was different. And I think it's really difficult when you realize that you're different at a young age, because at that age, 
all you want to be is like everyone else. You just want to fit in. You want to make friends and you want it to be easy. And during this time, clearly my parents and the school realized that I was not obtaining information quickly enough. And so we did some testing and we came to the realization that I'm dyslexic or I was dyslexic. And what that meant was the first thing was, is I had to be held back. So I was held back in third grade and my, uh, my mom allowed me to change schools because she thought, you know, it'd be kind of tough to see my class continue to move on. And I had to repeat a grade. So I went to a different elementary school and the thing was, we were actually separated from the rest of the the classes. So back then, I don't know if it's this way now, but back then you would be separated and put into a separate classroom where you were a part of a larger group of other children who also had learning disabilities. Now, the disability spectrum is diverse. And I think it's kind of tough because in these classrooms, you're teaching to a lot of different types of personalities and a lot of different people who are learning in very specific ways. Because just because you have a disability doesn't mean you can't learn. It just means that you learn differently. So for me, I always felt like this, these classrooms were kind of like a punishment because, you know, it was just a further acknowledgement that I was not like everybody else. And I wanted nothing more than to be like everybody else. And so that grew inside of me. And as I grew up and continued to learn about myself, I did things the wrong way. I think the way that I approached it was I'm going to hide this information from other people. I'm going to even hide this information from myself. So that put me in a lot of situations where I embarrassed myself and I don't know if embarrassment is probably the right term, but I think that's the only way that I can explain how it felt. There were many situations where I was called to read on and I wasn't able to read or I had to write things and I wasn't able to write them or I couldn't spell things or just like so many situations that made me so very uncomfortable. And instead of just saying, hey, I need help, I retreated inward. And that's part of the way that I learned to approach the world is I don't necessarily want people to teach me. I want to learn it myself. I want to do it myself. And I'm not saying this is the right way to approach this situation, but it was a way that I learned to understand my dyslexia. So there was a deep-rooted frustration and hatred of being dyslexic, but also being separate from everyone else. And it took me so very long to get to the point that I was able to say, hey, you know what? I think this is probably a strength and not a weakness. And it wasn't until later on in life, and I'm, I'm gonna give you a few scenarios here that, that really struck me. One, when I became an adult, I realized that most people have absolutely no idea what they're doing. <laughs> and that, that realization struck me because I think when I was in school, I always felt like people just got it. It came so easy for them to just get things. 
be it reading or science or math, it just clicked for people. And for me, it never did. It took forever to get something to just stay in my brain and to make it work. And I had to learn all these side roads in order to understand things. And that was really, really frustrating for me because I always felt like it took for, for somebody that it took one minute, it would take me 30 minutes. You know, it, it was just this constant battle. But what I had started to realize out of all of that was eventually I did get it. Eventually I did understand it. I just had to learn separate ways to get to the end. And so that's really the second part of this was when I became an adult, I realized most people have no idea what they're doing and nobody's as proficient as I thought that they were. Not to say that people were dumb. It was more of the understanding of I'm not dumb. I am just learning at my own pace and other people are doing the same thing. Just because they don't have a learning disability doesn't mean that they're better or worse. It just means that we're all in this fishbowl and some of us are excelling at certain rates and some of us aren't. But eventually we all get to that destination. And if we don't, that's why we're different. Like some people just get things better than others. Some people are really good at flying airplanes. Some people are really good at doing finances. It's just kind of the way that you are. But when you're in this K through 12 situation, you feel like you're forced into this pressure cooker where you have to learn things at a certain pace. And if you don't learn them, then you'll be a failure. And that for me was something that I recited in my head over and over and over and over and over again. It was that I was a failure because I could not learn this information. And if I could not learn this information, I wasn't going to be successful in life. And that was very tough for me. So I internalized that behavior and I put up this shell and I just said, if I can fake it enough, then I will get there. But eventually you get to the point where you realize you can't fake it anymore. You can't fake reading in front of a classroom because eventually you're going to get to a word that you don't know (laughs) and you're going to look like an idiot. So I had to confront this mentality in myself and it wasn't really until college and then after college that I realized that my disability, my dyslexia did not define the person that I was or who I am today. It's just a part of me. And it doesn't mean that I'm lesser than, it just means that I have to do things differently. And that is okay. That is okay to learn differently, to do things differently. And it's okay to accept the fact that you have some shortfalls in some areas. But as I accepted that, I learned that I had a lot of strengths too. And I leaned on those strengths and they gave me the confidence to lean into some of my weaknesses. And I think that's why it's so very important to one, have a weakness, but to acknowledge that that weakness exists and embrace it. And even to this day, there are certain times where I realize, you know, I'm still guarding some of this information. I'm still trying to protect myself. But the most important part is, is to put this, put this out there, to put this information out there because it's me accepting myself And it's me allowing other people to accept themselves. 
Because the last thing I would want to do is for people to assume that I didn't have some of these struggles because I want, or at least I wanted when I was younger to see other kids like me that I could look up to. I think it's important for people to open up some of this dialogue and to share these stories because I didn't have a lot of these stories to lean on. You know, the the other people that I knew that were dyslexic were so far away from me. It was hard to realize that we were the same. So I leaned into this uncomfortable feeling of just accepting my dyslexia. And I leaned into my strengths, the things that I was good at and that helped define me. But more importantly, I tried very hard to do things that were uncomfortable because I knew that I needed that confidence in knowing that I at least tried. So when I went to college, I became an English major. I was so very terrified of reading and writing. It's hard to explain how absolutely terrifying that was for me. I would go out on a limb to say that if you would, if you were to ask any dyslexic person, what is the number one scariest thing that you could be asked to do? And it's to read a passage that you've never read before in front of a group of people. Terrifying. That for me, I can, I can still remember moments throughout my childhood where I was called on to read and I wasn't able to do it. And that for me was soul crushing. I know it seems pitily, but when you become, when this becomes so internalized with the person that you are and you're asked to do the one thing that you are unable to do, it feels so defeating. You feel absolutely deflated. So I leaned into that stuff. I did the things that scared the crap out of me. I did speech and debate, which is like just, I mean, that's all you do is you just get papers that you have to read and then you have to, you know, convey that to other people. And it just, it forced me to get out of that comfort zone. And it made me realize like, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to acknowledge your weakness. It's okay to lean into it and it's okay to grow from it. And that's what this Goggins chapter brought up in me was this mentality of like, we have to realize that we all have weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. We all have strengths, but it's the weaknesses that define us. And some of them are just baked into us. For me, dyslexia was just baked into my operating system. That was just who I was. And I had to deal with that. It wasn't just going to go away. It's still here today. There are still times where I write things and I mess up a word or I can't figure out the spelling. No matter how many times I type a certain word, I will just never remember how to spell that word. It just is what it is. That is just what it is. But Acknowledging that and trying to learn and grow from that and overcoming parts of it gave me a foundation that I think is really important for the person that I am today. It's allowed me to be an advocate 
for other people who have dyslexia. It's allowed me to make this one podcast talking about my dyslexia. I never would have been able to do this in high school or middle school. It just, it, I could not face it. But we have to realize that the narrative we tell ourselves about other people isn't necessarily true. The narrative that I told myself was, I'm different and everyone else gets this. When that's not necessarily true. Everyone else didn't get everything. I was not always the outside person, even though I felt like I was, that's not necessarily true. And I think that's part of just becoming an adult is just realizing we all have different levels of understanding. We all have strengths and weaknesses and it's okay to acknowledge it. It's okay to say, I don't know. And so in many situations, even to this day, if I am encountering something that is just new or complex and I don't understand it, most of the time I'll just say, hey, you know what? I just learn a little slow. I just don't necessarily get this concept. It may take me a little longer, but I will get there. Or like, here's the tricks that I need in order to make sure that I understand this subject. So like I can certainly sit down and read a book, but I'm not going to retain that information as well as if I were to able to listen to that book. So a lot of the books I do are audiobooks because for me, if I can listen to it, it's going to retain itself a lot better than if I read it. So you just learn ways to get around these difficult parts of your life. But to be honest, at the end of the day, that's what makes you unique is the ability to understand where your weaknesses are, where your strengths are, and when to ask for help. And I feel like that last part is probably the most important part of all of this. Coming from somebody like me who does not like to ask for help ever, I've realized it's okay to say, I don't know, I don't get it, I need help. And it's all about little steps, making little changes over time because nothing happens instantly, at least nothing good. So hopefully you enjoyed this different kind of episode today. I appreciate you listening and uh, I'm, I'm planning on getting these out hopefully every single week. In the beginning, now we're just starting this. I'm gonna get out a couple more. So thanks for listening and we'll see you later.